told you that there were frequencies out there, a small group of frequencies that you can put in your scanner, and you would hear a lot of activity on them. You would be interested in putting those frequencies in your scanner and knowing what they were so you can listen to them, wouldn't you? Well, what would you hear on these frequencies? You would hear department stores. You could hear home centers. You might hear nurseries or, or, or garden centers, schools. I know for a fact you'll hear drive throughs because I know Chick-fil-A uses one of these frequencies I'm about to give you all over the place. You might hear activity like price check on XYZ or clean up an L5. Maybe you'll get some loading dock updates as packages come in and out of shopping centers or establishments or something like that. I know you'll hear this on construction zones or special events and security and even small businesses, because I know I've heard this just the other day when they were cutting down some trees and I do a road closure just down the block from my house. I know my irrigation company comes in and flushes out and works on my in-ground sprinklers. I've heard them on, them on these frequencies. These frequencies are used all over the place. So welcome back to Scanner School. Let me do my introduction here now for you since I've now got the hook <laughs> and hopefully some interest on you. This is session number 230. If you haven't guessed by now, we are talking about what we call business band frequencies. So we'll have some links for you at scannerschool.com slash session 230. And my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this podcast is here to teach you everything you know about the scanner radio hobby. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to teach you something different, maybe something outside the box, something that you may not have thought about scanning. And we're going to tell you to do all this because... Lately, I've seen a lot of pushback on the fact that everything's encrypted or everything is digital or everything this and everything that and all the fun's going away. No, no, no. We're going to show you how much fun you can have when you move away from police and fire and EMS and start looking at something different here. Now, before we go any further, I also want to remind you I need questions for our upcoming Ask Scanner School podcast episode. So I'll excuse you right now if you want to pick up the phone and dial but if you want to wait to the end of the podcast episode, that's perfectly fine as well. 516-308-2885 is a number that you can call and leave me a voicemail right now. It's a voicemail number. It goes straight to voicemail. I means I don't pick up the phone, so you don't have to worry about speaking to me. You can just leave me your question and move on with the rest of the day. If you don't want to do that or you're outside the U.S. and you want to do this over an internet protocol, you can go to scannerschool.com slash ask, press on the speak pipe button, and you can leave me a voicemail that way as well. Or if you're old-fashioned or you're mic shy, you can always leave me a message using that, that same page over at scannerschool.com slash ask. If you use our local number, the 516-308-2885 or our speak pipe, we'll put you in the running for a free tutoring session. Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, Patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into YouTube for 2022. So think of Patreon as the PBS model 
of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly donation, not only do you help support the podcast, but depending on your donation tier, you will receive certain benefits. The most popular benefit tier being our $5 a month or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you can pay us over a year. Now, this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early. And also, you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now, find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Milton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Jacques Barry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruda, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, Joe Kordoff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Kelly Wilkins, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Mike Lopez, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Paul Seish, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Roger Stenstrom, Ronnie Box, Al Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Terry Wright, Tim Mazza, Ted Glendai, and William Arcand. All right, so we're talking about itinerant frequencies or business band frequencies. These are basically frequencies that have been pulled and parted aside from the FCC here in the U.S. Now, again, we've got other frequencies that are available outside the U.S. So while some of this information we talk about today will be U.S.-based specific, there's still plenty to take away from the podcast episode so that you can listen in your own country if you are outside of the U.S. Because again, I got to remember, global audience here on a podcast episode. So it's very, very specific to a country, but at the same time, it is not. So these common itinerant frequencies or business band frequencies are used place to place for business use. The most common frequencies used by any business that needs access to radio communications are these frequencies. Most of these needed to be licensed, but there are also a handful that do not need to be licensed. So if you are looking at the FCC website or whatever it is that you have in your country and you're looking for a particular call sign or a license for a particular location and you come up blank, but you still see people that are using radios, it's a good chance that these are the radios and frequencies they could be using. They could be MERS, FRS, or the color dot radios. It could also be CB also, and we'll talk about that a little in a second here as well. But let's talk about these color dot radios because these are unique. So I'm going to grab this definition right from Wikipedia, and it says, In the past, businesses and other organizations could obtain a GMRS license, and some radios were sold with color-coded GMRS channels for business use. Under the current FCC rules, businesses are generally not eligible to hold a GMRS license. But in 2017, the FCC rules were changed and FRS frequencies were combined with GMRS and businesses can operate in lower power and lower bandwidth FRS radios 
on these same frequencies that are shared with GMRS. So what does that mean? We'll talk about this when we talk about FRS, but that really means is the fact that it's a loophole or a way of getting around the FCC's own rulings here. Whereas basically, if you want to use FRS for your business for free, you can. You can't use GMRS, but they share the same licenses. So yeah, you could be on a GMRS frequency, but you're using the FRS type of power levels and spectrum width, okay? The color dots were already predefined. Some of them were, were already prepackaged, part of radios that would help everybody align themselves up on a particular channel. Say so you can go to blue, channel blue, channel green, right? Channel orange, channel red, that kind of thing. So that was a really interesting way of getting businesses starting to get aligned up on things. So here's the key takeaway, right? Look for these color dot frequencies. All right, next is MERS. We just talked about MERS for a second ago. M-U-R-S is multi-use radio services. And these are VHF narrowband frequencies with a power limit of 2 watts. And the FCC formally defines MERS as a private, two-way, short-distance voice or data communication service for personal or business activities of the general public. MERS stations may not be connected to the public telephone network, may not be used for store and forward operations, and radio repeaters are not permitted. Basically, what this means is that you can use it for voice, you can use it for data, and I know that there are plenty of driveway sensors and driveway alarms out there that use MERS as a frequency because they can push out two watts, right? What it means by store and forward basically means like a simplex repeater where you would transmit, it would record you, and then when the voice carrier drops, it would retransmit that voice recording. They don't want you to set up a network of those because that will act like basically a poor man's repeater, I guess you could say. So it's got to be simplex. It's got to be point to point. It's got to be two watts, and it's VHF. It goes on further to say that any person is authorized to use MERS given that it is not a foreign government or representative of a, of a foreign government. Uses a transmitter in accordance with 47 CFR 95, right, which is part 95 of the FCC rulings, basically. Operates only legal type accepted MERS equipment. See, there's the difference, too. In other words, don't take your Baofeng radio or your TYT or your Anytone and use it on MERS, right? You really need a radio that's type acceptance by the FCC on MERS to legally use MERS. MERS contains five frequencies. You've got one, two, and three. And then you've got the old blue dot and green dot making up channels four and five. Again, remember we talked about the color dots? Well, they reuse those two dots on channels four and five here. Now, it is still possible, though, to find some repeaters on these MERS channels. Well, why is that? Well, that's because there are some licensed transmitters out there that predate MERS or MERS being created. So these transmitters and these licenses and these repeaters, they're not illegal. They're grandfathered in. So if you know of one in the area, don't be surprised, but also know that it's possible that even though it's on a MERS channel and it should be simplex, 
they might have been grandfathered in. What's also really cool about MERS is the fact that you can also use FM, narrow FM, and even AM modulation on these frequencies. Now, again, we talked about the limitations. Transmitter power is limited to 2 watts. The highest point of any MERS antenna must not be more than 60 feet or 18.3 meters above the ground or 20 feet or 6.10 meters above the highest point of the structure to which it is mounted, whichever is higher. Transmitting on a MERS frequency is not allowed while aboard an aircraft in flight. And devices that use MERS must be specifically labeled and certified. These are pretty much the rules when using MERS. Will you find activity on these frequencies? Absolutely. You absolutely will find activity on these MERS channels. In fact, you can go ahead and buy MERS radios and use them instead of FRS radios or GMRS if those frequencies are too busy in your area. There's nothing stopping as long as you have a bubble pack radio set up or, or a radio type accepted for these frequencies. So I highly recommend putting these frequencies into your scanner as part of this business band list. What else? Well, FRS. The surprising thing about the FRS, the family radio service, is that it was Radio Shack back in the day who proposed to the FCC and lobbied for a family radio service set of frequencies. I mean, think about it. Radio Shack wants to sell more radios and they want to create something that people would come into their stores to buy. But in all, you know, in all in all, it was one of these beneficial things, right? That Radio Shack kind of started for us, right? <laughs> and we have because of them. FRS, again, family radio service, was really primarily here for people to use. It was like UHF CB. Uses frequencies from 462 and then also 467 in that range up there. Completely unlicensed. But the trick here is that while primarily it was set up for use by personal use only, it kind of got grabbed up and part of a business use. And also, was it 2017? I know we talked about this last, last week, was that there was a realignment of the GMRS and FRS channels. And now all of a sudden, all these FRS channels, I think it was 14 of them, now include GMRS frequencies. So what's really cool about these frequencies is the fact that not only now can they be used by families going out camping or just trying to find each other in amusement parks or anything else like that, but you could talk to people who have GMRS licenses, but now we're also finding out now too we can find businesses on these frequencies. So even though you might think, all right, it's FRS family radio services, include these frequencies with your business band scanning. Now we've got a couple other frequency blocks here you're going to want to monitor and you're going to want to listen to. And some of them would be pretty surprising to be honest with you. I thought one of these wasn't going to show up on the list, but it actually does. So while we're at the halfway point here and before we break for commercial, I just want to remind you to check out my TikTok channel because I did post a, a video about business band frequencies a few weeks ago and to date it's got 35,000 views on that one video which is why I'm making a podcast episode on it because I'm surprised that so many people have actually commented and saw the video and liked the video I'm thinking ah, this is a great topic for a podcast so if you haven't followed us over there on TikTok scannerschool.com slash TikTok 
All right, we're going to take a quick break here. As a reminder, anybody who's a $3 a month or higher Patreon supporter, you guys don't get this break. Everybody else, we'll see you in just one moment. Hey, did you realize it takes us almost $100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you? This doesn't even include website and podcast hosting, administrative help, and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, on Amazon, you can help support Scanner School in the process. And this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So please check out scannerschool.com support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, scannerschool.com support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. Visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection. And even if I didn't own East Coast pagers, I still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup. This is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments. And if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air, then the pager will remain silent until you need to know what is going on. This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on beside your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited to fire dispatches anymore. Unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and P25 paging systems where many public safety and police departments are switching over to. Swiss Home and Apollo make great analog solutions as well, and all three still sell POGSAC and Flex pagers, still in use by many departments for text alerting. East Coast Pagers is an Apollo, Swiss Phone, and Unication dealer serving the North American market, and of course, is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For all full inventory, or request a quote, or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com. All right, so before the break, we were talking about FRS. Well, its big brother or cousin, whatever you want to call it, is GMRS, right? General Mobile Radio Services. Now, again, we talked about GMRS last week. But as a, as a refresher on it, right, businesses, while they were once able to have 
GMRS licenses can no longer be licensed for GMRS. These are now personal use licenses only. However, there are two color dot frequencies that also fall, or actually I think there's three color dot frequencies, I'm not mistaken, that fall in the GMRS spectrum. So you may find that those color dots are still in use. But again, since GMRS reuses the same channels and same frequencies as FRS, if you're going to be scanning businesses, I would scan the GMRS and FRS channels. Just be advised that you may have to start locking out frequencies because you might get tied up on a GMRS repeater, but that's to be expected. So highly recommend at least adding these in, but you're going to add these in anyway if you're going to add in the FRS channels. Now, this is the biggest shocker to me right here. The biggest shocker is the fact that CB falls under business band. We haven't done a podcast episode yet on CB or citizens band or chicken band, whatever it is you want to call it. But we should, and we will, because there's been a big change to CB here in the U.S. Actually, let's go back one second. On MERS, GMRS, and FRS, you can use PL and DPL, or CTCSS and DCS, to give yourself a private channel, basically, so you don't hear other users on the frequencies. With CB, with it being AM, you don't have that luxury. But what you do have on CB that you don't have on the other frequencies is the fact that this is down in the 11 meter band, which means you have propagation on your side. You have the ability to go further distances with your point-to-point communication because it's using lower frequencies. The other flip side, though, is you need larger antennas. You're not using this handheld anymore. FRS, GMRS, MERS, handheld, no problem. CB, big problem because you're using longer wavelengths here. You're at the 27 megahertz range. So what are you going to find with CBs? Well, you'll find point-to-point communications over large distances, forestry services, truckers. All right, CBs were made famous in the 70s and 80s with movies like Smoking the Bandit, right, or Convoy. I think everybody's heard of CB. I think we probably all at one point in our lives, have used and touched CB. I think CB kind of, depending where you are, we'd be busy or not, but I think where I am, it's, it's pretty much dead at this point. It used to be very big, very popular, but it was also the wild, wild west. It was a lot of nonsense going on. But again, there were also, at the time, a lot of famous CBers, such as, surprisingly to me, First Lady Betty Ford, who went by the handle of First Mama, and even Mel Blanc, who is the voice of many Looney Tunes characters, such as Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, and I think every other cartoon character under the Looney Tunes umbrella, right? But uh, he was also big into CB radio as well. So there's no need to get licensed for CB, which is nice, which makes it attractive again for businesses. And there's CB all over the world, which is another crazy thing. A lot of countries have adopted the US CB band plan. And a lot of countries also have their own CB band plan. Most countries have free CB, basically unlicensed CB spectrum. Whether or not you can use it for businesses, check your local laws. But here in the U.S., you can find some businesses operating on CB. Like I said, construction companies or truckers using them. And truckers use them to 
to spot things, but they also use them from their pilot vehicles so they can make sure that they're driving through intersections safely or get under overpasses and stuff like that. So technically, that is a business, and they're using CB for that. So let's summarize really quickly why we want to use business band frequencies and why we want to scan business band frequencies. Well, because they're easy frequencies to coordinate. You know you're going to find them in chunks. And we know what the frequency is going to be because we know the certain step sizes to find these frequencies. Services like MERS and FRS and even CB do not require licenses. MERS, FRS, they are handheld. CB, not so much. But MERS and FRS also allow you to have CTCSS or PL codes or DPL or DCS codes. That makes your frequency quieter and more private because you're not hearing everybody else on the same frequency. So what are the frequencies that we can expect to find business bands on? Well, we went through them, right? 27 megahertz, 29, 30, 33, 35, 37, 42, 47 megahertz. That's just in the low VHF band. When we start getting the VHF, you got 151, 154, 158 megahertz. In the UHF spectrum, we have 462, 464, 467, and 469. Some areas, you may also find them in the T-band, UHF T-band. Like here where I live, you may find some business frequencies up in there as well. Again, we're talking about spectrum and frequencies that are pretty much open for use. Yes, we may find some licensed frequencies to certain businesses. We'll find them peppered into this business band frequency here, also peppered in between public safety and security companies and trunk systems and whatnot. But for the most part, if we're not searching out just a point A to point B search, but a known set of listed frequencies to make a scan list, we can get all these frequencies. We kind of know what they are. You can find these all over the U.S., and it would surprise you as to how busy they are. Now, are we going to find business band frequencies just open and available all over the place? No, because we've already found out and we've already heard that some companies like Walmart are now switching over to their own IP-based radio systems, which means now we won't find where the blue light specials are, <laughs> right? Okay, fine. Some businesses are using IP-based handsets. Yeah, here we go again. Right Here come the naysayers. Some businesses are using spread spectrum radios that operate maybe in a 900 megahertz band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go again. Digital's killing the hobby, right? No. For the most part, most businesses are going to just buy these bubble pack radios or these radios they get from their local radio dealers and they're going to be put on some of these business band channels that are free to use. But where else can we find some of these radios that might surprise you? Well, we might find them in some national or local radio rental services that we could find licensed on the FCC website, such as Bearcom or you know XYZ Radio Rental or XYZ Communications Company. There's a whole bunch of these. In fact, there's a link to a page on Radio Reference. It's a wiki page. I'll link that in the show notes as well. That will take you to some of these rental companies and you can look for the ones that serve your area and you can click on the FRN and you'll see the frequencies. Some of these rental companies cover multiple states 
So just because the license says Kentucky, you may find out it's Kentucky, Tennessee, West Virginia, Maryland, right? Something like that. But you may also find some business band frequencies or some businesses are operating on a community trunk system like LTR or NXDN or DMR. Now, again, these are pretty easy to find because they'll be at the bottom of your county on the radio reference database. Many of the talk groups are already defined, but some of them aren't. And you'll find stuff like tow truck companies, oil companies, school buses, security, stuff like that, all on these commercial, we'll say commercial, right? But systems that you can lease a talk group on. And these would be, instead of having to cover a warehouse or cover a yard or a parking lot, you need larger frequencies or, or a larger footprint to talk to your fleet. And that's where these trunk systems come into play. For the most part, what we talked about today, we were talking about covering a facility, a building, right? A depot. But simply scanning these frequencies, or what we call them in the hobby as business band frequencies, you'll find plenty of results. All you got to do is program them in your scanner. I guarantee you, you'll start hearing results. Like I said the other day, I was hearing a tree trimming service that was operating two blocks my home. And all I do is put my radio and scan in my basement. And I heard them talking. I heard my irrigation company using it. You'll find it in use where you least probably least expect to find it. We've said it before in the podcast. The secrets are in the searches. So yes, we are scanning a set of known frequencies, but we're searching out to see who is actually on them. So the challenge is go find them while you're waiting for your kids or while you're waiting for your significant other to do their shopping or while you're picking them up. I do this while I wait for my daughter at school to get out of school during the day. I'll drop in the business band frequencies and listen to hear what I'm hearing. And I hear Ace Hardware. I hear you know the roller skating rink. I hear a bunch of stuff on these business channels. I'm kind of trying to find the school that my daughter goes to, but in the meantime, I am finding all this other stuff out as well. And I want to know what it is you found. I want to know you took the challenge of finding something on business bands. And I want you to go to my Discord server and tell us and share with us what it is you are hearing on the business band frequencies. So go to scannerschool.com slash Discord to join our community and be a part of the conversation. So as a reminder, again, I'm looking for more questions for our next coming Ask Scanner School. 516-308-2885 or scannerschool.com slash ask. And if you know of somebody that benefited from today's podcast episode, please share this episode with them. Share the episode on Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's and also subscribe to our email newsletter so you know of what else is going on here in the chat because I didn't tip you guys off as to what was going on this past week here. Aha, keeping some secrets from you. So with that, let me know what it is you found on Business Band by going to our Discord server again. We'll catch you all again next week. Again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.